You're listening to Head Table Talk, and I'm your host, Meredith. Every week, I sit down with a wedding industry professional, and we chat the ins, outs, and in-betweens of the wedding industry. So please, join us at the head table and prepare your toasts. Hello, 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 Head Table Talkers. I am back. I may be a little stuffy, but I am here. Oh, this episode, let me tell you, I found Macy on TikTok and I immediately knew I had to have her on the podcast. So I reached out to her. She said, yes, let's do it. And it was honestly one of the most fun conversations I've had with someone who also works in the wedding industry, which is why I created this podcast in the first place. Working in the wedding industry is so niche. And if you don't work in it, it's just hard to understand it and relate to it. So I really just wanted Head Table Talk to be a place for other vendors to be able to express things that are just so unique to the wedding industry. And this episode, I think, does a really, really good job of that. So before we get to that, I'm going to answer a few AMAs, Ask Meredith Anything. The first one is fun ideas instead of kissing at dinner every time people clink their glasses. This a thousand times this. I personally don't love this. The clinking of the glasses and kissing. It's like the couple's eating. Let them eat. They don't need to kiss right now. It's always at the most inconvenient times. And I actually once had a bride tell me that her least favorite part of her wedding day was like she felt like she never kissed her groom because she wanted to. It was always because someone was telling her to the clinking of the glasses, you know, you may kiss the bride, that type of thing. So I just don't love the clinking of the glasses. We did, we avoided this by number one, not having any glassware. Number two, we dismissed all of our tables ourselves. So like we were constantly talking to the guests and it would just, people just didn't do it. It was actually wonderful. Um, but if you do have like a more traditional venue than we did and you have like your glasses and everybody's sitting down at dinner, here are some fun things that I have seen at weddings. I have seen people do where in order for the couple to kiss, the person who starts the clinking of the glasses gets up and demonstrates a kiss. I don't love that one because usually it's just people, you know, showing off silly ways to kiss other people like a big dip it it, sometimes it can get out of hand and it just kind of gets annoying after a while the first couple times I think it's cute but then after that it's just like all right let's just keep eating um one of my favorites that I've seen is we had a couple make a custom like plinko board you know off of like um like the price is right. So like they would drop something down and one of them was like the couple would kiss. Another one was, you know, you had to take a drink, that type of thing. So I think that's a really fun idea. Um, It's a kind of a fun little game. I've seen people do it. You know, they work with their DJ where you have to answer a trivia question about the couple. And if you get it wrong, they don't kiss. If you get it right, they do kiss. Um, I've seen people where you have to get up and sing a song that is about love. So, you know, not a lot of people like to sing in front of people. So that's a good way to also, if you're not wanting people, if you don't want to kiss in front of people, then have them sing a song. Um, I've also seen, we had one wedding where they had like a big inflatable die, like dice, 
And if you wanted them to kiss, they had to roll the die. And if the number was like a four or higher, the couple would kiss. And if it was lower, they wouldn't. Um, Another great thing that if you don't want to do like the dollar dance, um, you can have like a jar set at your table. And if you if they want you to kiss, they have to come add money to your honeymoon fund or a charity fund. So those are just a couple ways that I can personally think of. I love the trivia one. I'm a big trivia person, so I think that's fun. It's a great way to like, you know, involve your guests, get to know the couple a little bit more. And it's, I don't know, I just think that's fun. So my second question is favorite way to manage time, balance, life, and working. So my number one suggestion for this, the number one thing that I do is I specifically set every Wednesday night, I do not take any meetings. That is specifically date night for my husband and I. So I stop working at four o'clock. I put my phone away. I just devote my attention to, you know, living my life at that point. So Wednesday nights, we always do date night. And then I really just try and, you know, balance it. I work from home, so it gets kind of hard at times because I'm always able to work or I'm always able to do housework because I'm here. Um, But just, you know, I feel like I've set up a good boundary in my mind of like, okay, I am a photographer. I am a wedding photographer who works in a small business, but, you know, that's not my entire identity. I also need to be able to, you know, live in my marriage and my relationships with my friends. So setting aside time on weekends that I don't have weddings where I'm specifically, you know, hanging out with my husband or my friends or my family, just making that time super intentional because I don't always get every weekend to do that with my husband or my friends. So just making sure that when I am doing that, I'm fully dedicated to them at that moment. So if that's putting my phone away, putting it on silent, not even looking at my email, which is so hard for me because I love my email. um, That is just something that I make a priority to do. I hope that's the right answer to that question. I'm not the go-to person to answer that, but that's just how I do it. Um, My husband and I have like little traditions. Sunday nights, we watch The Sopranos and eat pasta. So just little things that like we almost have like specific set times for every week. So we can't ignore it. I think that has really helped us. So, okay. I feel like I've been talking forever. So we are going to take a quick break to hear a word from our sponsor and then we'll we will be back with Macy. Yay! Head Table Talk is sponsored by Hinterland Music Festival. Hinterland Music Festival is four days of music curated for all who love both music and the outdoors in a beautiful rural escape just outside of Des Moines, Iowa. The festival features music, camping, arts and crafts, family engagement, food trucks, and more. Taking place this year, August 4th through the 7th with a lineup you won't want to miss. Some bands I'm personally looking forward to are Glass Animals, Rainbow Kitten Surprise, Billy Strings, Nathaniel Rateliff and the Night Sweats, Phoebe Bridgers, Muna, Jenny Lewis, Goth Babe, Petey. There's so many good ones this year. Head to hinterlandiowa.com for details, safety guidelines, festival tickets, camping passes, and more. And stay tuned to our Instagram for ticket giveaways. See you at Hinterland. On this week's episode, we have Macy French of Well Said Weddings. 
Well Said Weddings provides custom vow writing services to alleviate the stress and bring back the joy of writing wedding vows. She works one-on-one with every couple to help craft a promise to each other that they'll cherish forever. Macy is a hopeless romantic who believes writing vows and speeches doesn't have to be scary. This girl gets it done. Welcome to the head table, Macy. Hi, thank you for having me on. I'm excited to be here. I'm so excited to have you on. So you are my first official found you on TikTok, invited you on guest. So I'm very excited to have you here. Well, you are my first official like appearance as a business. So it's a first for both of us. <laughs> so exciting. So I kind of gave a very broad introduction about what you do. Can you kind of tell our listeners in your own words what Well Said Weddings is? Yeah, absolutely. So basically it is what it sounds like. People come to me either to help edit wedding vows that they've already written or write from scratch and help them kind of craft their vows for their wedding day. It is kind of a niche concept and it hasn't been done. I mean, there definitely have been services similar, but it hasn't been done in this way before. And so whenever I first started it, I did, I had a lot of anxiety surrounding pushback of, is it okay to have someone help me with something like my wedding vows? And It is okay. It's fun. And it makes you feel really confident with what you're saying on that day. So yeah, in a nutshell, I just help people with any wedding word that they might say on their wedding day. That's so cool. Like I never thought of this as a concept, but now that like, I like found your company, I'm like, of course this should exist. Like people fear public speaking so much. And like, you know, people ask their friends like, hey, what do you think of my vows? Like their bridesmaids, can you read these over? So what's the difference between going to somebody who, you know, does words as a profession to get advice? Exactly. And that is kind of how it came to be. My sister got married um, in well, it was supposed to be in 2020 and then it got postponed. Mm. But when she was working on her vows for that, and that was more of a crafted letter. She was so anxious about it. Like I could just see her hating that process. And I'm like, that is supposed to be the best part of your day. You're proclaiming your love to your fiance and it's causing you dread instead of excitement. And it was kind of where my wheels started spinning of, I've been writing vows for my Barbie doll since I was 10 years old and other people are like putting that off as the last task on their list. And so, yeah, well, said weddings came to be, and I've been very happy that it's been accepted and people are excited about it being something that's offered. Um, and yeah, I've had really, really great reception because I think people are just happy to get help if they need it. Yeah, absolutely. Can we go back to the writing the vows for the Barbies? (laughs) Because I'm so interested in hearing about that. What did your Barbies vow to each other? Yeah. It's so funny. I'm a big Swifty. I don't know if you are, but she always Mm. talks about like writing breakup songs before she ever had been broken up with. And that was so Mm. me of like writing about being in love before I had ever dated Mm. anyone. I think I've said before, I'm a writer, like by nature, I like work in copy. I have an advertising background. And so I love to write. And I've always told people if I could write love stories in the sense that all I am writing is like the sweetest, most romantic part of the love story, I would like no Mm -hmm. subplot, nothing bad ever (laughs) happens. And with this job, I really get to do that. Like it's yeah. the perfect taste of that. So it's I think all my climax, entire life. None of like build up. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't need any side characters. I just mm-hmm. want to profess love for other people. And I think I've always loved doing that. And now 
getting to do it for real people with real stories is like a dream job. So that's so cool. I used to, when I was a little girl, I used to set up my stuffed animals and take like family portraits of them. I love that. And, <laughs> and now I'm a wedding photographer. So like, there's so many. There you go. Things. Yeah. Like, no, I, I wonder... actually tell people it's like healing your inner child in some way of mm-hmm. like getting to do this thing that I've loved my whole life. And I found a way to do it as a career, which is amazing. I wonder like how many other people out there, like if they were to like think back to their childhood, if they had any other like telltale signs of like what they're going to do for the rest of their life. Yeah. And like, what were the doctors doing? Like (laughs) performing (laughs) surgery on the teddy bear or something. Seriously. Um, So I don't want to like, I don't want you to like spoil your business and give away all your trade secrets, but if you can give like a real quick, you know, one paragraph advice for people on what to include in like vows that make them, you know, not important, but what's just like one thing that can really make the vows up to a next level. Yeah. And I love that you say that because I honestly, I work with people, obviously I love to get to work with them from start to finish, but also it doesn't have to be scary. Even if you don't use my Mm -hmm. services, I'm all for empowering someone to write vows that they feel really confident sharing, even if that's not with me. Um, so yeah, I love to share advice. That's what TikTok has kind of been a great platform for me, not only to get new business, but just help people out. I think the most it's going to make the biggest impact. If you take this advice, which is to, if you're going to write something really generic, which if you're not a writer, that might be what comes to mind first Mm -hmm. of like, I'll love you forever. You're the greatest thing that ever happened to me. That's fine. Write that down and then go back and add in your personal details as in, I'll love you as long as our favorite football team is winning championships or, you know, you and that. that trip that we took to Tahoe in 2017 are the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I think that's whenever it starts to become special to the person is whenever you really put in details that only you and your partner will get. Um, I think people get nervous that if you're saying them at your ceremony in front of people, they have to be like something everyone understands. And I can say as a wedding guest, I love to like get little tidbits of the couple from their vows, you know? So, yeah, absolutely. I always say like, so as a wedding photographer, whenever usually like in the summer golden hour photos take place after like speeches and stuff. So I love like listening to the speeches and like hearing some kind of like tidbit of an inside story and then being able to ask the couple about it again later yeah like those little insights into a relationship can be so fun yeah for sure I got married on December 4th and the final line of my vows was you're my endless month of December and I remember (sighs) yeah I remember sharing that with like bridesmaids and someone who's a realist was like okay no one's gonna get that and I was like no that's the best part Logan will get it Logan yeah. will know exactly what I mean by it's my favorite month of the year and it's magical. Mm-hmm. And I just think that he is that for me year round. And oh I wasn't gosh. worried that the crowd would get that. You know, I was like, I knew he would. And it's those details that I think elevate them to the next point. That I'm like getting teary eyed. That is the sweetest <laughs> thing ever. Oh, I love it. So you kind of mentioned it already, but tell us about like, so like I said, I found you on TikTok. What like, how did you dive into TikTok and how do you think that has really helped your business? Yeah, I am based out of Oklahoma city. And prior to my TikTok, like getting some numbers, I worked a lot with the Oklahoma wedding scene, which I love because I was meeting Mm -hmm. with people for coffee and in person. And it was very personable. Um, I decided to make a TikTok because everyone was, and I thought you're doing something kind of cool. Um, 
like just tell people about it. Made one about well-said weddings. Didn't do great. Just kind of sat there for a while. I didn't think too much of it. (laughs) Two weeks later, I was at dinner having sushi with some friends and I was like, Oh, I'm sorry. I just got 300 TikTok followers. (laughs) And it was just, you know how it goes where TikToks just have the capacity to go get bigger overnight. And that's kind of what Mm -hmm. happened. Um, And like, I I think it's kind of a unique idea that people haven't heard of before. So I think when they started seeing that video, it was not only like, maybe I like what this person said, I'm going to share it to use it for mine, but also like, what a cool idea. I kind of want to follow along and see what Mm -hmm. happens for this business. So yeah, it very much was just some organic traffic that led to me now getting to work with people all over, not only the United States, but I have a couple of international clients, which is really exciting. Yeah. 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 And I mean, TikTok is, I mean, it's a double-edged sword, right? Because like, it kind of takes a lot of work to get into it, but it's so nice because like their algorithm is so set to where like, you know, the wedding side of TikTok, like you will end up on a brides for you page if you you use the right words and stuff, because that's just what the algorithm does. So being able to really connect with people outside of your usual reach on Instagram and Facebook and stuff is something that I think TikTok has really done well for businesses. Yeah. And it's so funny because it is so tailored that I get so many like the wedding's in a week. Can I help? And I love to, if I can, but I'm like, it's because you've been talking about being anxious that you're now seeing me. And I wish you would have seen me three months ago, but yeah, let's make it work. (laughs) Yeah. So that's a great segue. Like how far in advance do people usually like reach out to you to like try and start writing these vows or speeches? And what do you suggest? Like how far out should people reach out? I have some people booked already for 2023, and that doesn't mean necessarily that I'm already working on their vows. It's more just blocking off my time. My recommendation is always one to three months. Um, Some people just want to check it off their list and do it earlier, which I also totally get because wedding to-do lists are insane. Um, I feel like the closer you get to the wedding, you've done your premarital counseling. If that's something you're doing, you have probably thought all the way about what the theme of the day is going to be and kind of the vibe. And so I think you're in the perfect headspace to start writing them around that point. Um, For me, I love to have enough time that we can go back and forth on edits as many times as we need to, to get them perfect. So I always advise giving at least enough time that you're going to be comfortable getting it exactly where you are and not feeling rushed to complete it. Um, But I get people all the way from, like I said, a year out to a week out and I try to accommodate everyone the best I can. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's yeah. I think I wrote my, we didn't do vows because like personalized vows because my husband doesn't like speaking in front of people. And he's like, I don't want to say like that kind of personal stuff in front of like our family. So we did like the letter exchange and we read them to each other. Um, so I think we both like ended up writing them like the night before our wedding, like in our yeah. Airbnb, <laughs> yeah. which I, I of course finished doing. mine. Yeah, no, I think I, I swear it was like the day I got engaged. I was like, okay, first draft, <laughs> let's get going. And then as our wedding got closer and closer, I would ask my fiance, like, have you started? How are they coming? And he made the joke for so many months of, oh, I'm just going to say ditto after you're done. And I was like, please stop making that joke. All people but me do not make that joke. Oh my gosh. This is like what I do for a living. Please don't joke that you're just going to say ditto. Oh my goodness. Um, So I just want to get your reaction on this. What would you say if I told you that I once photographed a wedding and I clocked it. The father of the groom 
gave a speech for 29 oh minutes. Oh my gosh. That, okay. That's a perfect entry into the fact that I also help with toast and somehow anyone who's been a wedding guest with a bad lingering toast, that somehow is more important. Like that is setting the scene for your entire reception. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, it's always, always someone who's like, I'm just going to wing it. And I know that we all think we can, but you can't, you need at least a couple bullet points, you know, at least an outline, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I felt so bad for the bride and groom because like, you could tell they were uncomfortable. The whole crowd was uncomfortable. Somebody tried giving him water like 10 minutes into (sighs) it and he still didn't get the hint. So it's like the toast can really set up how the rest of the night is going to go. Absolutely. And I feel like when you're winging it, you get into that territory of like, you're going to accidentally mention an ex-girlfriend or you're going to offend someone like you need to know what you're saying. If there's drinks involved, it's even more dangerous. I think (laughs) I know both people who gave a toast at my wedding. I was like, and you have it written down, right? Like, you know what you're Mm -hmm. going to say, right? So yeah. Yeah. How long do you think like a wedding toast should be? Like if you're maid of honor, you know, best man, how long do you suggest for it to be? Mine always come in anywhere from two and a half to four and a half minutes, just depending on how much the person wants to say. Mm -hmm. If it's like specifically asked, will you give a toast at my wedding? I typically lean on the shorter side because like we are raising a glass and we're drinking speech, obviously kind of sounds a little bit longer. And if I'm working with a parent, they typically want it to be longer because they're thanking people for coming, talking about what a special day it was. And with a friend, you're like, get in, say your stuff and get out Mm -hmm. so you can enjoy the party and dance, you know? Right. Yeah. And especially like, you know, parents, like they can go all the way back to the day they were born where (laughs) friends are like, I'll get the good highlights. And then we'll go from there. Like, yeah, usually the wedding party too. They're just like, no one wants to hear me like talk. Let's all just party, you know? Yeah. (laughs) It's funny you say that I've had to give the advice whenever I do an edit, whether it be vows or a speech and it has the entire timeline, whether it be of a romance or like, you were born and then you were a toddler and then Mm -hmm. you were in elementary school. And I'm like, some of this might be perfect day of letter to give to them and not share with everyone. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. No one needs to know about the first time you took steps. Like, yeah, (laughs) that's great for like you to write in a letter to them, but let's keep it succinct here. Especially like if half of the speech is just about like either the bride or the groom, like you want to include both of them yeah, in the story, yeah. right? Because sure. it's the day about them, not about just one or the other, for sure. Yeah. So. Someone actually commented on one of my TikToks. What do you do if you hate the groom? I'm like, I have no advice. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just say like movie quotes from like yeah. rom-coms. <laughs> yeah. Um, have you ever, so something that's big in my area, well, not necessarily my area, but I've seen it quite a few times more than I expect. Do you help if someone wants to write like a rap to, for a wedding toast? Have you ever seen that? Oh my gosh. I have not been asked that yet. (laughs) And I'm terrified if I were to get asked that. (laughs) I normally will not say no to a challenge. I don't know how well I would do it a rap. (laughs) Like I've seen people like do it to like, they'll just have like the instrumental track of, you know, like a karaoke track of a song and then they, they write over it. And it's usually a surprise, like the bride and groom or the couple doesn't know that it's coming and it's so funny. 
That's funny. I always say, I even have a challenge if someone comes to me and they say like, I want it to be a funny speech. Like I want to have people laughing from the start to the end. I'm like, okay, I'm writing a comedy script. Like that is all Mm -hmm. of a sudden a little bit different than a speech. And that's been my biggest challenge so far. So we'll see if I get a wrap. That would be harder. (laughs) So would you say like, are most of your speeches like a good mix of like, like, sorry, we're talking vows and speeches that's fine you know we'll whatever around. that's what I do all day um, long <laughs> um would you say that they like are mainly like romantic are they thrown in some comedy what do you see as like the most popular for those yeah so for vows especially since TikTok I thank god I've gotten to write so many ones that people want to be romantic because they've heard something I said that they like the way it sounded. That's always like the greatest task for me because at my core, I love to write romance. Um, That said, one thing I do, whether it be for a toast or for a set of vows, I write down specific words and I record every interview that people use. I don't want it to sound like me talking. I want it to sound like you talking. And so I definitely like pay attention to turns of phrase Mm. or what questions I ask that make someone's eyes light up to know what really is the most important to them and what they would be authentically sharing in their vows or in their toast. So that was kind of a roundabout way to answer your question. Toast, people always want it to be funny, um, at least a little bit. And so those definitely stay more lighthearted. Some people like funny vows. I always advise against like too funny of vows because yeah. it is, you know, right. yeah, that's like the most serious time day. of your day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm always like, I'm like everyone's grandma where I'm like, yeah, but also you want to be able to reference these vows back <laughs> if you need to, like, these are your commitments to each other. And so right. yeah. yeah, mix of both. Absolutely. Do you, so what is your background? I know you said that like you were writing vows for like your Barbies and stuff, but Like, did you go into like college, like knowing you wanted to go into writing? And then did you just happen into like the actual wedding industry then? Yeah. So I always knew I wanted to be a writer, but I didn't know in what capacity. And then my junior year of high school. So I wrote a novel, a young adult love story, and I didn't (laughs) want to do anything with it, but I wanted my mom to read it. And so she Mm -hmm. read it and then she came to me and was like, and I found someone who's going to publish it. And so I'm like, oh, "Oh, great. Yeah. So as a junior in high school, I had a novel published, which now I don't even know if you can like buy it anywhere. (laughs) It was a, you know, I used to promote it. I went on the news for it. Like it was one of those things. And so in my head that kickstarts my career as a writer, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure like any kid who wants to be a writer, it's not like you can just start being an author. Like that's not something super easy to pick up. So I go to school for journalism because it felt like a natural fit, Mm -hmm. Um, got a journalism degree with an emphasis in advertising. And then I went on to work for a nonprofit and marketing for a little bit, and then on to be a professional copywriter, which was kind of a blend of both worlds where I'm writing, you know, words for websites or advertisements or whatever it may be. Um, Oh, I was just going to say this business was very much whenever I was home during quarantine Mm -hmm. and I had so much time Mm -hmm. to think about what my career might look like, what I would love to do, what I could offer. And so that's kind of how Wellsed Weddings came to be just an idea. And then a lot of free time because everyone had a lot of free time. So you said that you like record your interviews with clients. What does the process look like for what you do? Like, do you sit down with them a couple of times? Cause yeah, I love how you said, like, you don't want it to sound like you talking, like you want it to sound like it's coming from them. So how does that process kind of look from start to finish? 
Yeah. So we do a Zoom interview. If it was someone local, I would do in person recently, lots of Zoom interviews. (laughs) And I have kind of my set of questions that I have learned are tried and true to getting the right answers for things you might need. And so I go over favorite memories and favorite characteristics about them and how you got engaged Mm -hmm. and how you fell in love. And all of that typically takes about an hour. Um, I record it so I can kind of pull back their terms of phrase and their word usage. And then I also take like vigorous notes the entire time. Um, From there, I send over a first draft and Typically, knock on wood, they like it enough that we just do minor edits via email from that point. Um, If someone is like, hey, this doesn't feel at all like where I want Mm -hmm. it to be, we can definitely hop on another call and kind of chat from there. But I've heard through and through like, wow, your interview somehow got me to say stuff I couldn't even think of saying before. So I think a lot of trial and error has kind of gotten me to a place where typically one interview can get all the goods to write a first draft. That's awesome. Well, I'm sure even just being able to like have a conversation with someone really helps them be able to like express. Cause like when you're just thinking in your head and writing it yourself, like having someone there to prompt you, I'm sure is so helpful. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Whenever I started getting a lot of business and I was on a lot of meetings, someone was like, you know, you could do like 10 times as many if you just sent your questionnaire via email. Mm. And I, I genuinely don't think I could write at the caliber I write at if I never got to do kind of that in-person meeting and get to know the person. And like I said, see what things spark joy in their eyes when they're talking about their partner. And not only that, but like being able to hear how people talk, their cadence and just like words that they do say, because like when you're typing something out, you're not going to elaborate because no one wants to sit there and type forever. So being able to, but people can talk so much more simply. For sure. For sure. Oh, I love all of this so much. What are some things that people should keep out of wedding toast? We kind of already Uh, talked about like group, like exes, things like that. (laughs) What's like some big red flags for you? I think best men always want to throw in like the time that the groom was like belligerently drunk. Mm. And I am, it's just not the time grandma's in the audience and no one wants to hear it. Save it for the bachelor party. Um, I hate that. We already touched on it, but ex-boyfriends, yeah. those are, or girlfriends, those are so formative, like to friendships. So a lot of the times your funny mm-hmm. memories are like, right. oh, that crazy person you dated, mm-hmm. but it just takes away, you know? Right. So I yeah. always advise against that. Um, honestly, too much detail. A lot of the times mm-hmm. I get a pre-written speech that is like telling a story and there's three paragraphs of background and who was there and why we were there. And that is awesome. If you are a storyteller and sometimes it has a place, but a lot of the times we want to cut it down as if we were just giving someone the highlights because that's how much attention you have at a wedding. Right. You know, you want to keep everyone's attention span kind of very much focused on you. But I think those are the big red flags. Definitely like avoiding vulgarity. Uh, (laughs) If you've ever heard a toast where someone makes some kind of a joke about the wedding night, it is the most uncomfortable. Oh my gosh. I was literally thinking there was one wedding. I'm not going to say the name of who it was, but I'm going to tell you the little story because it is, oh my gosh. So the best man was up there telling the story of like how the bride and groom met, like she worked at like a co-op, you know, like a you know, farming business and he was, or no, he worked out like a co-op farming business and she was like a corn seed representative. And so I guess when they first met, like all of the friends referred to him, to her as seed girl. And then (laughs) 
he said he was like well tonight you're gonna get some seed girl stop it oh my gosh that's a prime example and she was like my grandma's right there yeah yeah I <laughs> I can't even imagine that is gonna be my fear the day someone comes to me and says and let's end it on this joke I'm yeah yeah okay. that one always sticks to my head because I'm just like yeah just don't, don't like yeah. you know I you're on TikTok you know that one sound where it's like don't like that yeah kind of <laughs> that you don't want to talk about yeah um okay crazy. so when you work with couples is it typically like you write just for the bride, just for the groom, or do you typically do both of them? So I offer a package that's for both. And I, I definitely book a fair share, but by far the most booked is just one person wanting them. And that is more often than not the bride. Um, and I think honestly, I was explaining this to someone today. I think for a lot of women, they are very expressive with their feelings. I hear so much like, I don't know what to say because I tell my partner I love them all the time. Mm -hmm. Like all day, every day, I point out what I love about them and why I love them and why I'm thankful for them. And if you're an expressive person like that, you're like, how do I make this more special on the day of? How do I say something they haven't heard before? Um, So yeah, by far I work with women the most doing just Mm -hmm. one, um, one, set of vows for the wedding which is totally great are you familiar with like um the five love languages yes yeah I'm curious like if the people who work with you like they show a lot of their love through like words of affirmation yeah and I always ask that in my interview how Mm -hmm. do you show your partner love and how do they show you love um because a lot of the times you do you get to um that could even be a section of the vows if it's someone who isn't expressive where you're like Hey, I don't tell you this enough, but I promise I show you when I blink, blink, blink. So yeah, I think that it's interesting because a lot of the people I work with are words people. And so it seems like they would be the people who would write their own. Um, But it's just hard to put it into a concise. But going off of that, I think that since they are such, you know, word people, they put such, you know, a, what's the word I'm looking for? Like emphasis. emphasis. Yeah. Yeah on words. So they want that to be special and they want to be able to look back at those every year and still feel that same way. So they really want it to be momentous. So I think just being able to like, they take it more serious, not more seriously, but you know, yeah, they they just, if it's, that's the way that they love, then I think that's just so special. Yes. I worked with a couple recently who they were very excited. I worked with both of them and she said that she was going to surprise him with large prints of their vows on their one year anniversary, oh. like for their house. Yeah. And I was like, please send me photos. So Cause I'm obsessed with yeah. that. Yeah. Have yeah. you seen any other things like that, that people like do with their vows that you think are really special or like good advice for people to do with their vows? Yeah. I think, I mean, luckily the emergence of vow books have come up where you at least Mm -hmm. have something to keep it in, but I've perused even Etsy has a ton of cute ideas Mm -hmm. of like framing a certain piece of it or something like that, which I would love to even do for mine. I should do. I think there are so many independent artists out there like doing so many awesome things in the wedding world. So I'm sure your options are quite, quite open to kind of preserve those and utilize them. Yeah, for sure. I mean, just go on Pinterest, look on TikTok. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of options out there. We did vow books. And then 
for our unity ceremony, we made margaritas. So we kept like our bottle of tequila with our vow books. And so every That's year we're so going to make margaritas and reread our vows. So, okay. That's amazing. <laughs> I love making people margaritas. do that with like wine, things like that. Yeah. As well, so yeah. Did well, you guys Macy, do like a fun margarita recipe or did you like, so just it was, lime it was just like tequila. a plain margarita, yeah. <laughs> but we, so we have a dog, his name is Marvin. So we called it a Marverita. And that was like oh our signature gosh. drink for the whole night. And we had like Even a little cuter. sign that had like his face on it. So yeah, it was pretty. Love it. Macy, this has been so fun. I'm so glad I finally got to talk to you. Tell us where you, our listeners can find you at online. Yeah, of course. So if you want to hear me share a lot of tips and also vows, this is before I knew it was going to be a business TikTok. It is at Macy Nicole French. That is just my name. Um, and then I'm on Instagram at Well Said Weddings. And then if you'd actually like to work with me, you can fill out the form on wellsaidweddings.com and I will get back to you in just a few days. Oh, I love it. This has been so amazing. I'm so happy that a business like yours exists. I'm going to tell all of my couples about you oh because gosh, everyone's thank you. so nervous about like, <laughs> you know, public speaking and confessing their love in front of people. So I think this is just genius and I'm so excited to continue following you. Yeah. Well, thank you for having me on. Yes. I appreciate getting to kind of share, um, a little bit more about what I do. A lot of people are curious about the process. Yeah. So this is a perfect medium. Yeah. So at the end of every episode, we always toast to something in the last week that has made us laugh, brought us joy. Um, I'm going to go first and then I'll have you go if that's okay. okay. I am going to toast to The Wilds on Amazon Prime. It's okay. a TV show. Well, you know, TV online. And it came out like two years ago, but they're finally coming out with the second season like next week. And it ended on a really big cliffhanger after the first season. So I'm rewatching it right now to like get all caught back up. And I'm just so excited for season two. So I've been Perfect. binging it all over again. What are you going to toast to? Yeah, it's so funny you say that because I was thinking earlier today, you gave me a little warning. Mine is also a TV show. Um, Love it. I think it's on Apple Plus severance have you heard oh my of gosh severance? I was about to toast to that yeah, one too yeah so good I'm an avid parks and recreation fan and so mm. seeing Adam Scott in this serious role I've just been yeah. obsessed with it I talked about this on my podcast for like way too long this week so people are like please stop talking about severance but I won't it's so good oh my gosh <laughs> have you like watched all the episodes yeah yeah I'm through it oh my gosh the ending and everything yeah. like we yeah. my husband and I watched it together and he was so upset for like three days <laughs> about the ending and he was like we ha they haven't even started like recording yeah. season two so yeah I'm like a super though. nerd and I could not stop watching like YouTube videos like Same. everything yeah. you missed in the like, finale so I was on like yeah. IMDB BuzzFeed <laughs> anywhere you yeah. could find that and like Christopher Walken is in it it's yeah. just so good it's, it's amazing I keep telling people like you have to watch it it's a great Yes. So yes. Apple TV sponsor our podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Macy. Well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Listeners, we will be back next week with another great episode. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe and follow us on all things social. Bye. Bye.